0: Dear Judy, dear Satan, dear my memory of you, dear Tina, dear Jamie, dear, 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 dear mom. You're listening to Written, a podcast of anonymous letters written by you, read by me. Dear Mom, you were right. You were right in the way moms are always right just about everything. But... Please don't respond to this with I told you so. Though I don't like admitting it, things did get better. You should frame this when you get the chance, because this is probably the last time I'll ever tell you that. But like I said, in the moment, we don't think about that, about everything getting better. In the moment, it's just all bad, all awful. It's terrifying and we don't know how to get past it, how to see the good. But somehow we do. Somehow, we manage to bury it, even the really hard parts, and find a way to cope, to move on. I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could be the type of person to just wait for life to get better. And the only thing that kept me going was thinking about coming home. About the chicken Alfredo you promised me on my first night back. About seeing you and Dad telling you all this stuff in person instead of writing this letter. Finally, it's starting to feel like spring, the season of new beginnings. The weather is perfectly sunny, the air smells different, like I can inhale all the fumes of the wonderful flowers around campus, blossoming underneath the watchful gaze of bees. Like I can picture how soft they'd feel, rubbing their soft petals in between my fingertips. The best part about spring is I feel more like myself again. I was beginning to forget what that felt like. Our dorm doesn't feel like we're all stepping on eggshells anymore. Now when I'm home, I remember how to smile, how to laugh. Remarkably, it doesn't feel like my world is ending. It's like you said. Just another one of those little bumps in the road on our journey. Our strange journey in figuring out who we are. How weird is it that I actually understand some of the advice you used to give me in high school? I used to roll my eyes, but now that I'm here it's starting to make sense. Maybe it's always been that easy, or maybe I'm finally starting to grow up. I guess what I'm trying to say, it's all starting to feel normal around here again, and the focus I've been missing is back. The last pages of my novel are sitting by my desk, waiting to be finished. I've pretty much poured everything I can into it. I know you're probably interested in an update, and you'll be happy to know that I'm pretty sure I'll be finished on time. In fact, I'm meeting Ruby tomorrow for the last home stretch. But before you start planning some crazy surprise party for me, don't forget that I still have to get through the dance and saying all my goodbyes to my friends before summer starts. I thought my exams were the hardest thing I'd have to worry about, but somehow, I don't think saying goodbye is going to be easy, even if it's just for the summer. We've been through so much, I'm probably going to cry. These guys have become my family, My family away from home. I know it doesn't seem like that all the time, especially when I've been complaining about how much distance there is between us, but that's what they are. We've pretty much mended all we could. It only took the end of the semester to realize it. Oh, and before I forget, it looks like Matt's scholarship is going to work out after all. It's not that I didn't believe in it, Mom. I was just never completely sure that everyone else would believe in it, too. I kept hoping they would, but to see it actually happening is amazing. It's going to change a lot of lives. I can feel it. Matt's been a lot better too. We hung out the other day, just the two of us, and he confessed how much he misses me, how much he misses us. I'm not going to lie, I had a few close calls of tearing up, but I held it together. It's just nice knowing he misses us as much as we missed him. Rebecca and I are back together again the way it's supposed to be when you don't give up on someone. It was really scary for a while there. I was afraid of losing her. She came home bursting into tears about nearly flunking out of all her classes. We all swore a solemn pact to help her, even if it meant all night, and believe me, it did. No one sleeps and no one gets left behind. That was my motto that night, in the morning we staggered around all haggard. Zombies mumbling under our breaths, but hey, we did it. We survived. I'm seeing more and more of the Rebecca I used to know, and frankly, I'm just relieved that she's back. I really missed her. I'm pretty sure she's going to pass. Plus, I lent her my lucky charm, just in case. We went dress shopping with Kelly after finals. I wasn't looking forward to the dance at first, but as the date grew closer, their excitement became infectious. Plus, it feels good to spend some quality girl time together. No drama, just three girls hanging out. Everything with George seems to be going well. Kelly's grinning from ear to ear about plans of meeting each other's parents over the summer. They're so adorable, and for the first time I'm not jealous. Not even a little bit. I'm honestly just really happy for them, even though they make it look so easy. They aren't the only insufferable couple, though. Brandon's back from Peru, and Zach's been over the moon since. It's great to see him smiling so much again especially since it's been such a stark change from the Zack I've been moping with for the last couple weeks. Now who am I going to watch cheesy romance flicks with and cry over ice cream? I'm pretty sure I've barely seen one without the other since Brandon's been back. They're sweet, like nauseatingly sweet, but in a good way. Everyone else has their bearings and seems to have it together, but I think James is still kind of heartbroken that things didn't work out the way he wanted them to in Hollywood. Is it wrong for me to be grateful, to be happy that he's back? I really wish to end it ended differently for him, but I don't think it'll be his only chance. He's a brilliant writer. Sooner or later, someone else will come along and appreciate his art the way it's meant to be appreciated. But in the meantime, at least he's spending a few days with us, the people that want to always have his back. I keep hoping to bump into Ian around campus, but I haven't had much luck. I don't even know why I'm looking for him. It's unexplainable. He's just some guy, Mom. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm starting to know the real him after all our conversations on the rooftop last night. Maybe I'm starting to get to know the real Ian, and not just the parts he shows everyone else. I'm not thinking ahead anymore, wondering what could go wrong before it does. I think I'm finally taking a page out of your book. Stop worrying and just enjoy it. And now all I'm thinking about is the killer dress I'm going to wear tonight, and having fun with my friends on our last night together. I think they're on their way to me, to make sure I'm getting ready for the dance on time. So thanks for listening, Mom. Thanks for always being there. I guess no matter how old I think I am, I'm always going to need you. Dear memory of my mom, You failed me as a mother. You were narrow-minded, jealous, hypercritical, evasive, forgetful, thoughtless, and ignorant. But most of all, you were absent. Sure, you were there physically. You sat in chairs and drove a car and read the same book and occupied space. You did the laundry and stared out of windows, and on occasion you looked at me. Sometimes I even remember you smiling. The one time in my life I ever hurt myself You looked me in the eye for the first time in years and asked me why I would do that to myself. Well, how could you do that to yourself? You once told me my friends were only there to abuse me. I thought then, no, mom, that's your job. The only time you paid attention was when I didn't get A's in class. You said, well, did you try your best? I did, mom. Well, if that was true, then you would have done better. You, mom, are damn lucky I had other people who were more willing to step up to the plate of motherhood than you were. You were so damn lucky to have me. I had several other people who were more of a mother to me than you ever were. They made me laugh, talked about school and people and things. They gave me gifts and picked me up from the movies and asked me about my day. They were all other people's mothers. So why couldn't you be mine? I'm an adult now, somewhat. Your favorite question used to be, why won't you talk to me more? When I leave, it will become, why won't you visit anymore? You know, Mom, you know.